When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Long Actually gonna. He's gonna he started. Yeah. He's, so, so this is great. <laughs> oh, we nearly saw it there. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Quick, cover it up. We don't want people to realise that it's a wall. So that, that, if you don't know, that was Craig escaping the. the, the Pe- people often ask right. to see no, Craig. Sorry. Thanks. So as it started. People often. Yeah, we've got no. So, yeah, we do. Okay, good. Because people always ask, don't they? Oh, we want to see more of Craig. We want to see more of Craig, and we can't do that. In a modern in a modern world where people don't want to take part, like because everybody's on camera, you've got a camera on every phone. Everything's documented. The ones that don't want to take part because their camera's right, they're hiding something deep and dark, (laughs) deep and dark. So, what you think that Craig might at the weekend spend time doing something that that he wouldn't want people to connect the dots on? I just think he's done things in the past that he's not he's not he's not happy with. Okay, and 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 he thinks that the the might of Bull Street. you know that I'll read the will expose him. He, he did have a very interesting former job, didn't he? I remember coming up in the uh, <laughs> oh, in the ball, in the Christmas quiz. Which We're not was, allowed to say. We're not, no, we can't say that. But that is the lengths uh, for anyone who's just watching. Craig was basically studying. Said, "Don't start until I've got out of the shot." So we tried to start it as fast as possible, and the lengths he went to to avoid even just his arm and the side <laughs> of his body being on camera was to scale the perimeter of the set. Which is um, disappointing. I, if he was an Arsenal fan, maybe I'd understand that more, given what happened at the weekend. They are in hiding, and so they should be, because they took one hell of a hiding. <laughs> what was the final? Was it 2-0? 2-0 final score. Could have been more. Although no. Arsenal did start relatively well. Did they? Uh, just to check in all that commotion, do you hit record on the audio? Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, but they, Arsenal did, did, um, did start... Did start relatively well, and I was a bit nervous. And the Spurs fans were a little bit subdued after the initial five or ten minutes of any football match where you're yeah. at your most vocal until something happens on the football pitch. Yeah. Um, and we we, um, we we didn't come out the traps too well, and, right. and Arsenal kind of seemed up for it, and their fans could pick up on it. Because yeah. you know, as football fans, you pick up on the ebbs and flows of the game. You can't explain to somebody who doesn't watch it. And, and it's the thing that's it's never spoken about, no. really. And, and, and momentum in life and in everything is just such an interesting. 
um, force that, that to, to be reckoned with and it, and some of the best teams and I think that in this country particularly we've always been very naive about that mm. so you, you, you remember okay so 1986 World Cup Maradona's run from halfway line and what was an amazing goal yeah do you think that it's, it, the Italian team lets him score that no no to the fuck it's, he's stopped on halfway line someone takes a yellow card and they kill that momentum yeah but it also happens in terms of crowd momentum like you say and sometimes all it needs is for your player to just clatter you know, someone clatter someone yeah you know and, to, and or, or to surround you know to, that whole thing where everyone starts to forget the football because something else and it wakens the crowd I think up. it's you know when, when, when fans and, and pundits talk about desire and want and will and I, for a long time that would bug me because I think well, it's just a, it's like a, a, a cliched way of explaining and not being able to if you can't explain why a team hasn't performed the, the cliche thing was to chuck out they things like want they weren't they trying they didn't want it enough that's what you're saying yeah. yeah but I think that's that will that want that desire might not come through in the quality players some people might have <coughs> just that kind of more Neanderthal edge to their game which gives mm. them but, but, but that moment where they do clatter someone yeah. the tide shifts you need yeah. one little moment it galvanises it does it, it's it, a weird thing it lives to play I remember we played in the playoffs a few years ago uh, quite a few years ago now against Millwall and we were a young team we were a good team but we were a young team and we went to Millwall for the second leg Kenny Jackett was the manager yeah. he put out all this stuff we want you to be the 12th man our place is intimidating which it is and um, the whole crowd they were like fright from the start we were just baying for blood and we were just timid and kind of almost just accepted it was only we didn't want to piss anybody off yeah. and and I was crying out for us to for someone to clatter someone just to change the the the, the chemical um Yes. Sort of that was existing yeah. between us and the support yeah. we became very passive yeah. and it, it needs that sometimes well that's it and you think it is that thing that passive feeling because one for a long time I was always thought the fans have to drive the team forward it's a fans responsibility to do that I, I used to I used to pedal that that idea yeah. over and it's over again two ways surely right? absolutely yeah. you do certainly in England as well where it isn't it's just constant support that's not the way we do things if it, but it's so easy for fans, and they very quickly will react to positive, positivity on the pitch. And anyway, Spurs came past this, uh, got, got past this moment, and we started getting a couple of, a couple of uh, chances, and, and and the whole game changed, and we 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 really could have beaten them more convincingly. Did you walk it then? Yeah, I wouldn't. Say, we worked hard right. the whole game. We didn't right. walk it, but they right. didn't really offer a great deal. They had a couple right. of timid shots that went that, that Laurie's gobbled up. Right. But by and large, a magnificent, uh, magnificent day and mm. evening that led into the, the next morning. Congrats, you know, fantastic. Because like, you. you know you've. Uh, I mean, this is the thing. You'll probably just because you're a, a, a fairly prominent Spurs fan, you're always going to pick up them bits of hate and which, oh, are, yeah. which I know they're just like it's like uh, you're, you're like Batfink and these are bullets or something like that. Yeah, because they're just guys on. They're just these guys on the internet. They yeah. don't know me. If it was my brothers ringing me up, going, "You're a fucking prick." <laughs> 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 saying that I'd be like alright maybe I've made a mistake but people, yeah. football's such an emotive game yeah. people get well too caught up yeah. in it I obviously by proxy of being a Spurs fan do hate Arsenal uh, and I'm going to tweet accordingly of course but I made a couple of uh, did, you, did you do did you go in this weekend I went in last week uh, what the, the one no 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 so oh, you've so, gone in again so I've got two accounts goes in a lot right <laughs> <laughs> does go in I've got, look, what you're referring to is the uh, mind the fucking gap you slags or something along those lines which I tweeted from it's Tottenham. a hall of fame tweet to be honest it with went, you. see I thought in my head like, I was convinced that Arsenal were broken and I made this tweet two weeks ago <laughs> 
And I, right. I was proved right. Um, but I, it could have easily gone tits up because that's what's always happened at Tottenham. Football gods are normally watching you. But they're looking down on me now and they're going, you're all right. You're, yeah. <laughs> you? <laughs> no, but he made congrats because finishing above your rivals after... Because when I look at it, and, I, and I'm completely impartial in this, right? Yeah. I, you know, I don't care really about the, the, the Premier League and yeah. what happens yeah. up there. I don't even want to get promoted. Yeah. I want us to win every game. I don't want to be promoted. I don't want to be that guy. But when I look at the... having, I, I, I have this thing in me that I cannot help but, but reach towards the... The, the underdog it, it's just inside me it, like, I, I used to work I at, think most people do uh, I think they do yeah, yeah. but I've you, but no I'm not actually not that's really? why a load of people jump on board a bandwagon yeah. that's why a load of people that, that when a, a great United team or a, or a dominant Liverpool team or the Arsenal era of the Invincibles kids grow up supporting these teams because they they want to support the best they, they, they want to hang on they're the winners uh, so I support it's them natural that in that respect as well yeah yeah but I, so I, look Look, people, people do gravitate towards the winners, but equally some people gravitate towards the losers. Yeah. I, I'm a loser. Yeah. <laughs> I always have been. Yeah. But I, even when I've worked, so I worked at Sky for a while, hated it. I hated working in a business whereby we made, uh, at the time, it was sort of like, okay, what was it now? Sky were making about 300 million from subscription revenue. They were making about 300 million from TV advertising. And I worked in digital. And we were making about 3 million a year in terms of money, in terms of revenue. Wow. So, but our competitive set, it was sites like sports.com. People might remember these. It's right from the 2000 era. Right. Sports.com. It was football 365. Right. Now, these were digital only businesses whereby they were, that's all they were doing was trying to win in, 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 in making websites, right? Yeah. And I hated it because they were competitive and I'd go into to my bosses at Scan and be like, right, let's do this, let's do that. And they'd just be like, Matt, chill out. Let's go out to lunch. Let's get pissed. Yeah. You know, everything's right because ultimately they were making so much money over here that they didn't care about this, right? And so, and I hated working in that company because I want to fight for what I'm getting every yeah. day. Yeah. So I understand what it's like for you as a, not because of the Sky thing, but just because as a Spurs fan, yeah. sitting there for all these years, and this wasn't supposed to be something we're talking about. Is that Craig again? No, it's Paul Machen just dropping in. Oh, yeah. It's cheeky just dropping in. What happens now? Oh, Paul, right. Do you come in and get a seat? You can get a seat if you want. Just, oh, just t- take your time. We're in the middle of something. Just only, take your time. Only if you're not going to talk about Emre Chan's goal for about 50 minutes. Alright. So, <laughs> so anyway, all I'm saying, Flav, is as a mate enough, do consider this friends. You have you've served your dues. Oh, you, so. You've had to eat shit yes. for years yeah. and years and years. And finally, finally you've had your moment. Yeah. You're finishing above them. And that sounds a ram it down their throats. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, you deserve that. Just one little thing Go about that, that what you just mentioned about working for Sky and doing that digital, because it must be difficult still to this day in some of these institutions that have been around for so long that still to this day don't really value digital in the way that perhaps they should. What was it like then, in 2000, when you're, yeah. then, like you've got these... He's a big lad, isn't he? <laughs> Look at this, <laughs> this unit! Hello, Paul. Hello. Nice to see you, mate. This is a treat. Yeah, this I is did, what, another 4,000 views? Like <laughs> <laughs> and if we've had Redmond on, he's always been like, yeah. we've had the most... So not that's, 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 that's Payjack, isn't it? I can't guarantee the same result. Does this work, Adam? Because, um, like... Come round, do you come round a bit? Okay. 
you hate this, don't you? I hate we will, this. We will get all confused. This stresses me out. Like, don't I feng shui. No, feng shui. Do I now sit here? No, you stay where you are. I'm panicking. I need water. Water. The reason why we're talking about you If you're listening to this on a podcast, we do have it on YouTube as well, which is why we can... We're whinging about where we sit. What I'll do is I'll just go under here. I'll just hide under the mic. <laughs> well, we've got the wide, haven't you? Can you make sure you got it lined up, Ads? Yeah, Shane Ward. All good. Yeah, he looks like Shane I know, Ward. he's been to Amsterdam, he's got his hair cut. Just, I don't know what that was about. Is he going to go for war? Is he worried about it? Why? Hair cut before. Yeah, but why, only people that, own, that shave their heads are getting ready something, for something psychological. For <laughs> it's a bit, <laughs> bit Freddie Flintoff, Ashes 2005, I think. Yeah. Do you know, I've got a story. When, when I, I had this big, big row with my, with my landlord, once and he was trying to get loads of money out of me and I just thought he was being unfair and I had to meet him face to face this was about 15 years ago 10 years ago maybe tell me you had a skin in I, for it. I shaved my head <laughs> I wanted to intimidate him I said I ain't, look, I ain't giving you more money than you deserve kind of thing shaved my head like Adam's got there I didn't look as good as Adam does and um, I don't know if it worked because I ended up paying him quite a lot of money but <laughs> yeah. So. yeah I had a landlord who tried to intimidate me once he, he burst into me into my bedroom which is not it's not it's not sexual just so I didn't <laughs> he burst of, into your bedroom and, and you're late with your rented story window because I'd not cleaned the kitchen uh, oh my god yeah I, to be fair he was like he was a pint sized person and if I'd not been unconscious and I'd been stood next to him I suspect he might not have said those words in quite that order but yeah, yeah. Do you know, I love the dicks aren't these do you know what you want? I don't want to get into this deeply because I, I'm I think as I speak so it's never it's never prepared right but I we had this line like, thank you Kathy we're not filming actually so come on we're not yeah, honestly, Kathy, come we're just telling the free excuse me Adam talking go let's crack on just because yeah in fact I'm not going to do that story because it ends bad well in fact alright now I'm going to tell you it now we have this landlord he used to take his his cash in hand right he used to take cash in hand he always felt a bit dodgy yeah Uh, and then I I moved out and Pete the meat my mate stayed in there as did a a couple of other lads stayed in the house yeah and I went travelling 2001 and I went travelling and then the guy um, ends up getting getting killed and found in like um, oh my god. In bags. Yeah. Oh my and god! I, I so our landlord, who we used to argue with on a regular. Cause he and you were conveniently out, out of the country. He died. I he died. Yeah. I mean, we are don't experts. look. All I would say is, cash in hand is generally a. Yeah. Can I actually just one last one that just, that just reminded me of? There was a time I used to work for Chris in this pub, and uh, we all went out on a, on a night out. Me, Chris, and another lad, and we all worked in the same pub. Chris was the manager, and two of us were behind the bar, and we all got like, paralytically drunk, and I lost both of them. And I had no dough to get home. I had to walk home from town, and I got in. I was due, I was doing shift the next morning, and Chris had got flown to Barcelona that morning away with his missus. And I walk into the pub, and the pub's been broken into overnight, right? Uh-huh. And I walk in, but I don't realise this. I walk in and go, "Has anyone seen?" Chris? Listen, Robin, we were out last night in town and then we, I lost them in the middle of the night. We were blind, you know, they had no idea where they went. And these are these police just start going. <laughs> who, who, who are these people? Oh, the manager has gone out, gone out on the piss the night before and has all of a sudden flown away on holiday. Suspect number one. I love that. that by, by the way, did you, I just want to check, right, because you said paralytically. Is that like a Scouse way of pronouncing paralytically or is that like when you mix politics and booze? I don't know. Yeah. Paralytic, paralytic, paralytic. Don't mind. No, I was just like because you know like, different. Yeah. I always get fascinated with like, different different the places the, call stuff. How do you say the word poem? Poem. Okay, that's fine. Poem. Well, what do you say? No, no. There's just some people who say 
Poem, something. Poem. It's weird. I like uh, that one's weird. Flyaways, 10 Bob Curlers, yeah, and weird. 10 Bob Swervers. And we had this many years. I like that street one. And you, yeah. Yeah, no. um, so, should we talk about some football? <laughs> we, I feel like we'd, we'd probably had the best four minutes of our ever in our podcast life, and I Paul's feel like it's fucked it. It's <laughs> fucked now, right. Um, should we start again? <laughs> Huddersfield, um, oh. some, something not too happy about you, are they? That's right. Bristol City. That's right. So this is, it's unusual for, for Huddersfield Town to court this kind of controversy because we're, we're never in a position to be resting players because we've got some grand array. Is this mm. the second time you've done that this season? It is. Okay. So we, we A, we, we've become like Man United. Of like, if we look, we've become like Fergie's Man U, haven't we? That's what's happened to us. We've had a few results come to our heads. Uh, so, so we're resting players for the work. The FA Cup means nothing to us. Yeah, you can't. Uh, and, and now what we're doing is we've, we've pissed off Bristol City um, because we've played what they would term to be an understrength team against Birmingham, who they're vying for survival with. And Birmingham beat us 2-0, I think, with 10 men. Yeah. So, I mean, firstly, from my perspective, if it happens to Tottenham, I don't care what happens to Bristol City. My concern is nothing. My concern has nothing to do. With, so, if it was, if it was, uh, you know, the, if it was in the Premier League, and I could attribute it to that kind of scenario, and it was West Ham or a team that we weren't yeah. had a rivalry, even then, and I, I wouldn't care. All I care about is Spurs' next game. I don't care if. If us playing a weakened team affects someone else's relegation chances, that's the whole point of competition. But can yeah. we test your empathy by putting yourself in the shoes of, Brist- of Bristol? Yes, and I would not. I would completely understand it because last year Leicester, Chelsea pretty much rolled over so that Leicester could um, could go and win that league. So I'm fine. I get it. I understand. <laughs> it's competition and it's rivalry. I you can't expect you can't expect Huddersfield. To do anything other than, and there was some so angry Bristol City fans. There was so yeah. So I, I, I didn't even know. It. So for me, it was like a weekend off because it's been so tense. I've never been involved in this this level of stuff and leading the playoffs. Fulham have been stressing me out because they beat us five nil. This is they've been coming. We played them to beat us four one at home. I'm now going into thinking, oh, we're going to have to play Fulham in the playoffs. It's kind. Of, it's been a bit of a bad. I've not really enjoyed it to be honest. I think I preferred it when we're. 18th at this point and maybe just going yeah it's a lot easier to understand but um, when we played Man City earlier we played the team that's pretty much the same team that we played on Saturday we drew 0-0 with Man City at home so we've also played our full strength team and got pumped daft by Bristol City 4-0 pumped by Fulham 5-0 so who's to say what actually you, you know, like what what your yeah. best team is and what the result oh, yeah. would be. No, so I it's difficult. But but I I literally can I tell you what your full strength team is? Go on. It's the one you play every other week, isn't it? But he does mix it up though. So I I, I, think, <laughs> I just think I, no, no I don't, I'm, by the way, I'm not one of these people that's got my club. I can't I can't uh, be critical of my team. I think we actually should have finished higher in the league because I think there's one clear need that our team's got, which is a big striker who can attack a ball in a box, which we don't have. Mm. And if we'd have had Wood, uh, Woods from Leeds in our team, I think we'd have gone automatic. If we'd have had Glenn Murray in our team, I think we'd have gone automatic. If we'd have had even Cameron, your fucking Rome from Norwich in our team, yeah. I think we'd have gone up direct. So I can be critical of Huddersfield Town. I just think that this is a bit of a weird one because I honestly felt like it was a weekend off as well. It was like, actually, we're in the playoffs. Hopefully we lose because then we don't have to less chance of playing Fulham um, but it's just a weekend off but I, I feel bad because 
I'm sure that if I was Bristol City, I'd be looking at this and thinking, you fuckers, because they, they won at bloody Brighton. They did their bit. And yeah. But so that, I, it's a weird bit. one, though, right? Look, be better. Be better for well, the that, whole season. That's the argument, isn't it? Is that, 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 that's the nature of this position. Huddersfield are not the first team in Wales football to decide that they've got higher priorities than like particular, any yeah. particular given game. And you're right, you know, just, be, just, have, just have had a better season. Mm. That's what they need to do. But, but do you know what? Like we, so, so, OK, just to play it out as well for this Bristol City guy that I was watching now. We played Derby when we could have gone automatic and Newcastle had... Um, lost or drawn or whatever and it was a chance for us to catch up and we played Derby away and we played a weekend what I thought I was like why is he playing this team it wasn't our full strength team mm. and we drew we scored after five minutes we drew one all it was a poor performance and I thought and all Huddersfield fans were like why is he why have we played this team but I actually think that Wagner's getting ready for the playoffs and he realises that if we're going to go to Chef Wednesday or Fulham we need to manage that result and therefore we might need to play a different way so I think that you, the club's kind of well within its own rights in a way to tactically be trying out things for a scenario that's coming later down the line right? the rules don't stay <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I, mean was that? Conv- I was pretty convinced it was I good. like that like, it's true solid. It is, in my opinion it's solid. true but the rule is <laughs> Premier League, everyone hates us because we're no, solid. Yeah. The Premier Premier League rules state that in every league match, participating club shall field a full strength team. How you decide what a full strength team is? Exactly, is a bit of a weird rule. They're all that professional one. football. But McCarthy's um, Wolverhampton Wanderers received a, a suspended twenty five grand fine for for, for fielding a weakened side against Man City, Man United. <clears throat> um, but they won the next game. When, when they played Burnley so yeah. you know the, ultimately the rules aren't there mm. the rules are there to kind of to govern some sort of yeah. semblance of, of, of structure yeah. to, to team selection but it isn't really it, it important it is a tough one what, to, sorry no, well, you the final point. point I want to make about this is is that Huddersfield do not have depth the depth and the finances to, to build a squad where they can't Field a weaker team at some stages. Yeah. When's it, when do you think Chelsea will ever get fined for fielding a weaker team when they've got a, 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 you know seven or eight players that can walk into their first team? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very weird, and we don't have when we played Man City. So we we ended up. Uh, I think we played Newcastle after Man City, and we we lost. And whenever we've played this worst team, like our when we've flipped it a little bit, we've yeah. ended up. Um, Doing shit the week after. Really? Yeah, and and I kind of feel that I remember when we played Man City and in the home game we drew nil nil, and I'm being very disappointed because I kind of wanted to see what our proper team would do because we couldn't couldn't play out the same. Certainly in the when we went to City and we played that team. You changed like eleven players for that game. Yeah, exactly. So I I don't know. It's a weird one, but I would just like to apologise to Bristol City on behalf of us. And you're a good side I can't believe you're down there maybe if you played like you played against us when you beat us 4-0 maybe if you played like that every week mm. you won't be in this problem but I'm sorry anyway. well, that was like a sorry but not sorry, sorry not I'm sorry, sorry not sorry yeah. I'm not sorry at all Bristol so be better it's yeah. your fault um, Ian Holloway to finish this section Ian Holloway said who are they who the hell are they to tell me that my players are not good enough Yeah. I mean they're probably right QPR's players are definitely not good enough. <laughs> James, James was getting all cocky, wasn't he? You, uh, and this one... They won uh, one game. He <laughs> <laughs> said they were the best out of our three teams. Yeah. What? I know. When so did he say that? as good as your last game. That's nonsense. Yeah, nonsense. that's complete yeah. nonsense. I'll tell you what, though, if, if there was another another ten games, though, Brentford could be uh, on the march, aren't they? Still. Unfortunately. Adam's famous, famous quote is, I don't understand why we're 12, we win every game. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, okay, so um, 
Where are we? How have you been, Paul? Uh, stupendous. Yeah? yeah. How's things going over at Redmen? Yeah, really good, really, really good. Um, obviously, you know, I, uh, told me not to mention it, but, you know, fuck you, Emily Chan. Oh, I know. I know. She's got an absolute pillar of a goal. Well, yeah, but you, um, if you looked at Liverpool's Twitter, it'd be like no one has ever scored an overhead kick before. I know, but that's the point, isn't it? That's what you got to do. You don't go, ah, oh, thanks, Emery Chan, for scoring the seventh best overhead kick in the history and of football. And if it was Spurs, I'd, I'd be exactly the same. Exactly. But then it's exactly. my job as an opposing fan to then put it out here. Yeah. <laughs> so have you scored the better goal this season? No, exactly. So yeah, I think it's worth it's no. worth lauding them for it. No, it's it's a it looked phenomenal goal and it it picked everyone up. We've been we've been a, a bit up and down to say the least in the last couple of weeks and every time we say this about about Liverpool because you produce Red Men and obviously we we produce the uh, Social Club North as well and I'm so proud of what we what we achieve on a weekly basis from a technical perspective. Yeah. And in any normal profession, you'd be able to finish a weekend and go, well done, yeah. lads, good work. Good solid weight, and then fucking Liverpool lose, and yeah. you feel and you feel yeah. like your life's caved in on you. So, uh, <laughs> it yeah. is tough that whole getting a, a break from football because having worked in it for years, and especially when setting up Ball Street, where you then it never ends. Like you, you just always thinking about it. Stuff happens, and you kind of you always end up being switched on. Yeah. Football then it ceases to become a break, which it is for most people. It's very weird to the stage where the World Cup. Um, the other year the 2014 World Cup I couldn't I think I watched like about one game in that I just couldn't even Reach I was so point. fed up and tired from football I, was like, I don't even want to know you know what I mean I wonder if is it Weird. affected the way you view football and your enjoyment of the game it, it, you know what it did, it did for a point and there's a, there's a conversation if you speak to anyone who works around football that doesn't physically play the game mm. they all hate football mm. like you talk to agents you talk to people in sales and marketing mm. and all that around and they, and they all and they work for club channels and everything everyone says they hate it but I spoke to there's a guy who does a little podcast and, and he and he's, he was just he just he just enthused about footy and I was like oh my god you know what you're right and I, look I can't help be down in the dumps of course because it is accentuated because you have to spend you can't I can't switch off to it I can't go 87 minutes with 3-0 down fuck you turn, you know walk out or turn the telly off like some people do yeah. it's not really in my personality anyway but I can't do it because I've then got to work out how I've got to rationalise my thoughts on it yeah. and then go out and do that and of course this is a rod I've made for my own back so I'm, I'm not <laughs> yeah. genuinely complaining about yeah. this like but it is uh, but I, I do I I don't love footy as much as like James does because I don't watch as much football in a general sense yeah, you're Liverpool but yeah exactly I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm crazy I'm still crazy about Liverpool and I still, and I still love it and I, I still mm. I, I still have that perspective because when I was in uni we saw Robbie Fowler I, might, I don't know if I've mentioned this on this podcast before I was in, I was in uni and we saw Robbie Fowler that was devastating. Sorry to interrupt, but that would actually be a very good conversation one time about being devastated about players leaving. Yeah. We should let us know the people that, that we'll, we'll, t- yeah. we'll talk about so, that. That's a good one. So I was I was devastated. We saw Robbie Fowler as my absolute oh. idol, and uh, I walked into this this club that night and, I, and I, to meet a mate of mine. We were going out, and he goes, "What's the matter with you?" And I was like, "We just saw Robbie Fowler, God," <laughs> and he's like. Yeah, I support Stockport. We're shit. We've got Carlton Palmer as our manager. What's wrong with you? And I was like, Oh, are you? That's actually a good point. All right, yeah. And I, you know, it's those find it, you've got to find the perspective on it because let's be honest, footy is amazing by and large. Yeah, I know you don't. You're a football nihilist. You know, I, well, I, I'm, 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 I'm a fan of Tottenham. I'm, I'm less a fan of, of football. I mean, it's, it might be odd, and probably shouldn't admit this, but going to 
the uh, you know I'd rather watch boxing than that football match of two teams that I have no interest in. Mm. I, interesting. I, my, 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 I, I struggle with my life because I've got two kids as well and find the time for it. But recently we've switched our house around. We've now got two tellies with the with the footy on. I can I can access, mm. so I'm not denying my family access to entertainment. Two tellies. I know yeah, that. Yeah, I think you'll find two, two cars. Four K ready. Four K. One of them. One of them. One of them. Ten eighty. One of them is just about flat. Depends which angle you look at it. But no, I, I've watched a, quite a, a bit more footy in the last couple of weeks, and I, and I must admit, I I like I do like watching. Good, yeah. good quality football. So I'm coming, I'm coming back around. I'm rediscovering my love mm. for the game. In general. This weekend, it, it, for me, it's like this now because you obviously got the nipper now. The, the weekends I try and do as much kind of hanging out. So we've been swimming and to Brighton and stuff like that, which is why I missed your game. Yeah. And I had to. You, my, Pete lives near Brighton, so the plan was I was talking to Pete's missus, and she was like, "Oh, why don't you come stop by? You know, it'd be good to see V and that." Look. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. Then I get a text from Pete about half an hour later going. Uh, mate, it's the North London derby. Yeah, what are you doing? Um, he's like, seriously, he's like, you're welcome to come round, but it's going to be very tense. I was like, yeah, I yeah, respect. Yeah. I can't do that. So nice. I was just like, <laughs> I just text Jazz going, look, we're too busy. I love the fact that the two men behind the situation have yeah. realised the issue. You yeah. know what? You don't yeah. do this, man. We can't do that. Plus, also, I've got a thing about being a jinx for him because a couple of times I've met him and Spurs have been winning and I've been late to the pub, turned up. And I think one of them, you were beating Arsenal maybe quite well. 2 0. And then it turned around and they beat you 4 2 or five something? 5 2. 5 2. And he <laughs> blames me. So I'm like, that is your fault. I'm not going near that place. Like, I'm not having well, that did, on my You conscience. did the right thing. You did I the right did. thing. Um, <laughs> but actually, what I would say is I've been. I, I've just. Um, I'm staying at my dad's for a little bit. No, no problem. Just, just for a bit. Financially. Just trying to get myself back on my feet. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> make, it makes sense financially. Right? I can hear them all. I can hear them in my head. Making a little aspersion. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the comments are going to be uh, funny. He's 35, lives with his dad. It's not a problem. Everyone does it nowadays. Um, anyway. So yeah, I was, like my son lives with his dad. Yeah, your son's too. I mean, he's five, to be five. fair. Like, um, yeah, but I, I've actually kind of <laughs> fell in love a little bit with football again, to some degree, because I'm sharing something with my old man. I'm sitting right. down with my old man, we have a glass of wine, or beer, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and I'm watching it, and, I, and, and I'm starting to enjoy a bit more, but we also I slowly get pissed, and then that's when the tweets come out that I've been yeah. making... So oh, uh, is this like the mind the fucking gap you said that was the best it was the best come true though <laughs> anyway uh, we've got some uh, pod questions from Emmett Floyd uh, he says Matt you're going to like this one thing for Matt in light of Aaron Hernandez's recent suicide how much of um, let's, let's start with start with explaining that first but how much of a part uh, do you think that the lifestyle and riches of being in the NFL played in the route to the fact that he took his life murders and suicides that happen specifically around NFL stars yeah. going on. and do professional sports buddies need to better prepare young players for their new lifestyle so do you think there's a lack of provision it's hard to say but when we've talked to ex-pros Leon McKenzie and mm. stuff they the mental aspects and managing things it, it, look it's tough I think that in uh, so in the UK I think we, we tend to think that Premier League footballers or footballers are a bit tend to get into trouble and don't act with their head and like the Ross Barkley one I remember seeing that and I'm just like look mate you're 25 or whatever he is and amazing at football why are you in the club do you know what I mean like like, like why you don't need to be that club that's, that's always going to be there just you don't need to go there but I think that in America right it's it's far worse and I guess that the scale of a country that's got a population that's I don't know however many times ours and you think about how big 
um, Britain is, that probably fits into California, you know, America shoots, so you're going to get probably more stuff. But yeah. Like, they had a, uh, it was NFL draft this weekend, um, a couple of people a week before the draft. Now, for the draft, you come out of college, college and you get signed by an NFL team. The higher you go, the more guaranteed cash that you're going to get, essentially. A couple of players that were first grading out to be first-round draft picks. There's a guy called Brantley, a defensive tackle, literally two weeks before the draft. So he's almost getting ready to, to rock up, get picked by someone, and to become a multi-millionaire. And this guy, what does he do? Um, he gets into some altercation with some woman and hits her and knocks out a tooth. <laughs> right. Now, that for me is just like, come on. But that's, you, you, what screws, are you doing? It's got screws. It's crazy. But you get this all the time with, with NFL players who've... Uh, there's a, a player that plays for Denver who's a dick called Talib, and I'm a Raiders fan and I fucking hate Denver anyway. Right. Shoots himself, he actually shoots himself in the foot. What? Now, I know they've got firearms out so, there. Just to clarify, it, not metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. He, he literally shot himself <laughs> in the foot. Not like Flav with his recent but, tweets. But, but there's, there's a guy called Rolando Ren- uh, McLean, who's a linebacker who played for the Raiders, who in the offseason went back and ended up putting a gun to someone's head, shooting off to the side of his head, it, like, not killing him, but just shooting to the side of his head. It's like, what? this is quite a common thing, and it, it's almost like, I think the best way to probably describe it is to say, because, you know, there's a lot of rough areas, obviously, in America, a mm. lot of rough areas, uh, and there's a lot of great athletes that often come from a lot of these, these rough areas. Yeah. But it seems like... A lot of times you can take the guy, and I've heard this, I'm, I'm actually using someone's yeah, yeah. language that I've heard before when talking about this. You can take the, the guy out of the hood, but you can't necessarily take the hood out of the guy. guy. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, they make their money, uh, they come to being a professional sportsman. A lot of times they've got hangers on, they've got family. There's a lot of players who've actually had great careers and gone on to be bankrupt, gone on to be broke, but they're still paying for houses for their mate or their family member or their family member. And I guess it's a... So the real thing is probably about people's understanding about money. And actually, there's a whole macro point that you get in in all Western capitalist societies. The rich people teach their rich kids how to understand and how to utilise money. Not to work for money, but to make money work for you. Mm. And this is the case in the UK. That's why you get lottery winners. That's why you get people that have been a, uh, a great success as a, in, in a band or a boy band or, or a sportsman who's had great success, made a shitload of money, but ultimately hasn't understood what's happening and they're that they're buying things ultimately they can't afford look at Tyson Tyson was was rich crazy amounts of money coming through he back in the fucking 80s he was doing 100 million on pay-per-view and it, because he didn't understand money he, he ended up with fucking it's nothing a, out of it a, you know what I mean? a, and spending it irresponsibly so I think it's a bro- it, it, it's a if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's a topic of conversation that I actually think they're not teaching this in school. Yeah, yeah it's broader but than I'd have thought that America, I mean, obviously there's so many examples of it, but because of the college systems, I'd have thought that they would have been better prepared because, again, you look at the UK, and I know, again, there's a cultural difference, isn't there, clearly, you know, just America and the, the, the gun culture and maybe more of a violence culture and whatever. Yeah. But you look at the, these kids, they they groomed for it though aren't they because you, know, you have success in, in college yeah. you know you, so it's not like you jump to the NFL and all of a sudden I mean it's a bigger it's a bigger pond sure yeah. you thought that would have been you, you, a preparation you, for the step up if nothing else yeah definitely but you do de- you do still get so you're supposed to qualify academically um, however you you're also you're not a professional so you're not supposed to get paid now there's lots and lots of instances that show up whereby they're paying people indirectly they're buying their mum a house they're giving them some free this or some free that on the side uh, but equally you know that these people are uh, these athletes are clearly getting help because there's so much competitiveness with the college system because yeah. they make money the colleges from I don't know selling jerseys or, or TV rights of course so a lot of times they're helping people People get through courses in order to so, keep them on the football field. But again, college, school, they don't prepare you to understand how to deal with money. Yeah. They prepare people at scale to become employees that can give back the half of their uh, cash in tax to a government. That's yeah. the system. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and then, and then I guess the other question, we don't have to answer this now, very much not, but is that how do you prepare that many people without you know, you know there's always going to be, there yeah. has to be a way of educating yeah. a massive population um, and then one back on that NFL thing just briefly yeah the guy Hernandez the, uh, yeah Aaron Hernandez but before then the um, they are being they've been taught this principle that they have to get an education in order to, to be able to play football he's mm. a noble one but if they're seeing that there are ways to cheat the system from the actual organisation that um, that, 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 that put that rule in place mm. then what does that teach them is that you don't really need to have to learn you just have to find a way around the system mm. around the game so that you yeah. end up playing so, so, so the Hernandez guy by the way I think I'm pretty sure and, and I can't remember this stuff but um, he was a tight end for the Patriots 
who have Gronkowski, you might have heard, is kind of a, a big household name, um, um, and, and they played together. And Hernandez, I'm sure he's in prison, basically. So he's killed himself in prison. Yeah. And he, it was, but it was some violent uh, gang-related crime that he'd conducted in yeah, the first a place. Series, a series of offenses. Yeah. So I think that whole thing about. The hood, the hood. I, th- I think that 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 re- reigns true, basically. Yeah, in terms of uh, in terms of football, I, I think there's probably more going on in British football to prepare young people now than, than there ever has done before. That's not me knowing a great mm. deal, but my assumption is that you want to protect your young assets so they, yeah. they keep their feet on the ground. But then you you hear about the more old school players like. Um, the Rossi aroma talking about he wants to take baseball back to the teeth of these kids that have got Instagram stories and haven't even played a first team game. <laughs> um, uh, there was something else that came out uh, today, I can't remember. But it's Troy Deeney. Huh? It was Troy Deeney. Troy Deeney. And yeah, he talks about. Um, Saying kids haven't worked for it. Yeah. What, what they've got. Yeah, and it sounds a bit like an old guy kind of. Oh, those these kids these days. But he's like twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but look, I, I think that the um, it, this isn't just a, a, a football thing. It's definitely a music thing. It's definitely it, it's 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 every kind of industry really. And I, but I think that there's been a a rise of late of people starting to understand that. So you look at someone like Kanye West. You look at someone like Jay Z. Uh, what's the comedian? The little guy, the black guy. Did the show with the Rock? Um, James. Sorry? Kevin James? Kevin James? No, what's the other... Oh, I forget that. Anyway. really famous. Yeah, ultra, ultra famous. Oh, no, Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart, yeah, yeah, yeah not Kevin, Kevin James. So Kevin Hart. So, so, so what people are seeing now, and I think that this is probably what's going to have as a bigger impact as the education system or governing bodies helping out. And that is that people are starting to see that somebody's creating a name for themselves in one sphere and the unintelligent ones are just spending money and feasting on that and kind of almost like blazing a life that's so bright that it's going to fizzle and die. And then the smart ones are actually working very hard and they're, they're leveraging what they've got in order to open up new revenue streams, new businesses. They're starting to, to uh, take equity stakes in sort of startup businesses and use their, uh, ultimately their leverage in order to help that business grow, you yeah. know? So this is how the world's changing. I, I think that having seen uh, entrepreneurship, having seen um, uh, business and, and startups, I think that people are starting to, uh, to, to see that there's a successful way to do it, which they're probably seeing from watching people uh, like Jay-Z go out like Kanye West and do this with trainers and do this here and, yeah. do this, and actually have a portfolio of businesses rather than I'm a musician and therefore this is all I've got yeah. to rely on. I guess so. It's boring, isn't it? You're 18. You've just signed a £15,000 deal, a week deal. Like 15000 You mean 150000 Shabala. Shabala. You know, sure. Chelsea player. Sure. Chabala. Yeah. Uh, he, um, he, Chalabar James. He's on about fifteen k. He's not. Uh, he may well be. I'm not. I'm not targeting him for any reason. But he's on. He's on good money. The last thing you want to think as an eighteen year old is how do I make this work for myself? And that's where the education. But, but that's not about. That's not on them to think that is. That, that's on. That's on the, the mums and the dads and the people around yeah. them to to, to, to do some instances like How yeah. do you control no, the no, no. Um, Why? But, you, but Matt, your your brain doesn't work like most people, and that's why you've been as, as successful as you have been in your career. I mean, I'm successful. I mean, growing up. Wow. <laughs> It's not stuff, like stuff I know. Like, anyway, let's move on. Uh, Elliot Watson is a good question. You, you should start on this. All right. Um, 
You're right, by the way, but I honestly think that it's, uh, just to finish up on it, yeah. is an interesting in topic in education, because obviously I've got a baby now that's like four months old, and I'm actually starting to look at, and I've, at the education system and how the education system's... Uh, the 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 how that what that projects to produce because ultimately what we were sold into as kids weren't we we were sold into a future whereby you work hard and at the end of it your leverage that you get out of it is this list of letters next to your name mm. and you can send that off to people and go, hello I got a load of A's and then you kind of end up with a job right yeah. now think about the world now and and you as well as a father and anyone out here with with with, with kids is that I'm looking at that and thinking in 15 years that education system. That fucking bit of paper is useless now. 15 years. It's useless now. So uh, so what's it going to be like in 15 years? So I'm looking and thinking, I need to actually create a structure for her outside of education. I can't just be sitting there. She's off to school. She's going to get sorted out and looked after because I've got no faith in that. And I've got no faith in the the, the result of that, in, the, in the, the, the importance and the significance that that will have in the world at that moment in time. Fair. And, for, and for, you... For the colour of your hair and the bags under your eyes, I highly recommend holding fire on that for a couple of years bringing in the stress because yeah, you can drive yourself fucking mental you know, yeah. we, no I agree I, it's I, not I just, again we, we, it's, it's, we digress now we put the I the piece of paper's worthless but the experience you get in achieving be, being a top achiever shouldn't be shouldn't be underestimated because that's that's the no, stuff that you learn along but, the way but top no, achiever within about, like, within that very confined system mm. and I actually think that they're, I mean I mean look this is just something that I'm not stressed out about this is something I'm thinking about but I think it's a very important thing because if you're sitting there and going yeah yeah my kids off to school it's all fine and they're going to come out of it they're going to come out in a system and look how quite, how fast the world is changing the velocity of of transformation of life at the moment hey, listen, is so I, I was quick, working at a restaurant where we had an open an open uh, um, a recruitment process and went through the job centre and it was for a, a, for a, an, assistant, like an assistant job and it was the equivalent of a, a duty manager so it was like 50p an hour more to, and for 10 times the responsibility blah 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 and that's meant to be like a 22 year old's job that's mm. you've just you've just fucked university up mm. and you need a bit more money and you need a bit of responsibility to feel like you're doing something with your life and you apply for that job or you've been somewhere for in mid 20s whatever tied you over so you get a proper a proper management position and we were getting guys in the 30s 40s and 50s applying for that because that's the nature of where the world's gone right yeah. now is that the you know but look no one, no one can get to do what they want to do unless you that's like yeah. you say you're doing the bits outside of you exactly outside of your normal sphere. so that's why that 18 year old you were talking about should work hard and care about that kind of stuff because mm. life goes on for a long time and football goes on for just a few years but you think about it, going and getting a degree now and you have, what you have to pay so what's the return on that investment to come out of it with, with 10 30 grand debt mm. and then have to go into a job where you're giving half of that debt to the state Adam, I just don't know if that's smart. Adam's anymore. a lucky boy, isn't he? Like, he's a lucky boy. Good looking. Tall, <laughs> strapping, woman's dream, right? But also... <laughs> also, also... Um, he's also got a job at Ball Street, which a lot of 22-year-olds just out of university would probably, you know, they'd, they'd be over the moon with. I'm, 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 I, I sat down and had the first class, um, conversation with Adam, and um, as soon as he sat down, the only thing I was interested in... I don't, I don't know, do you have a degree? Yeah. Right. It was the size of his dick. No, it was the. Um, <laughs> it was the. <laughs> that is a new low. Uh, a new low for this think, podcast. I was encouraged. I was encouraged. Um, no, no. What I was interested is the work he was doing for a, for a football club in in, in in the Premier League. Uh, sorry, in, in in league, and he was doing stuff in his own time. And I was thinking if he's doing that 
for them. He's going to be the exact kind of guy I want to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, he has been a good hire, actually, as Adam. Yeah, he has. Um, okay, sorry, Elliot Watson. Another one. Hashtag pod questions. If you want to send your questions in, you want us to answer, the best way to do that is go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash long Paul Street, and uh, yeah, drop the questions in the comments below and we'll pick them up next week. Uh, should we as consumers be challenging fan media as a medium and expect them to grow into taking responsibilities for the socio political uh, factors that their content creates? Or should we view fan channels not as media, but instead as a medium for enjoyment? Uh, Jeez. That's a great question. It's a big yeah, question. Very weird, 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 he definitely weird. does sociology. Should, we be, yeah, should Social fan media be better? Factors. Here's the thing. I think there's a degree, and I've, I've said this in a number of places, but uh, fan media needs to get a little bit more professional. But I think there's a, there's a, there's a, cross, there's a tipping point when... Uh, Let's 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 use stand-up comedy as, a, as, a, as an example for this. You know, there's you reach a point where you become so famous that all the stuff that you were saying beforehand, all of a sudden, everyone's going, "Oh, yeah, can't yeah, say yeah. that because you're famous now." And it, you know what I mean? And there's there's, yeah. a, there's, a, there's a degree to that. There's a degree of control and there's a degree of having to tone it down and dumb it down. I think if you if you reach a certain level of control, but it is a thing. And I just I want to make sure I've got the word on this right. Because um, into uh, should we be challenging fan media as a medium? So here's the thing: why aren't we challenging the mainstream media? Why why are we challenging fan media? You know, we live in a world where look at the the absolute bollocks that comes out of some of, yeah. some of these some of the biggest I'd say biggest selling biggest uh, audience mainstream media right now the the, the old guard and yeah. the stuff that they're allowed to get away with and you can and, and you know the reason I'm actually down here is is is, is linked to there's a certain obviously red top newspaper yeah. that we we have, have issues with and that's why I've come down to record social club down here when I wasn't I wasn't due to to sort of rob you about this stuff um, but you've got these. These, these these outlets they're allowed to to make you know, everyone makes mistakes sure you know this is this is the world people are fallible but you're allowed to print mis- full page front page mistakes mm-hmm. and then apologize for them in a, in a three inch sidebar yeah. at some point in the in the in the in the distant future yeah. and yet so is the thing people are, people can't, what are we hold, what a fan media what are we holding ourselves up against yeah. really yeah. you know and I'm not saying that's an excuse to, to not be good I think and I think we because I think as I said I do think there is scope for improvement in, in fan media and the professionalism it's, level but it's very interesting that and, and I'd I'd not even thought about it in, in, in that regard when I when I first just read the question um, but I think it's because we care because I think that these things might be levelled mm-hmm. at Big media companies, and I actually think that they must be so desensitised. They don't because when you've done a whole, uh, let's face it, a history of be it, I don't know phone hacking, be it some of the many other things that are just ridiculous. Even like that footballer, is it the Mirror this year that put out the thing about the the footballer getting um, making out that he was brained out, right? Oh yeah, yeah, the, the, and it was just link bait type, type stuff, right? And yeah. he was he was fine, but they'd made it out. So so there's a whole clear history of things that have been done but they don't care but because we've been actually and and you have been and, and Robbie has been and you've been building a community where you talk to them day in day out 
maybe these questions have been asked, but they're just kind of, whatever, we just sold another, we just ching we just sold another million copies, whereas actually we give a fuck, which is why you then feel slightly guilty or you feel worried about the fact that people are going, hang on a minute, have you done this right? Have you done that right? Mm. You know? So, so, so maybe the, the, that, that's why we, we we care and we notice and we feel obliged yeah. to answer well, in some way, shape or form. These, these newspapers and, and the, the, the people that control them, they're faceless to some degree. You do have an editor that you can, you, you can write to and they may have a Twitter account but mm. they don't probably don't look at it or take any notice of the, the pros yeah. who are constantly tweeting them but Paul and Chris are the face of Redman they can easily be contacted Robbie's the face of Arsenal Fan TV yeah. so in, in a way they have to care whereas a, a major newspaper doesn't mm-hmm. so yeah. I will print the retraction well, they give you an example of this is that again you know Robbie's done this done this video sponsored by The Sun last week and we've had me and him we've had words about it again we're going to be talking about this on social call because we want to kind of clear, clear the air mm. but I hadn't seen this because I don't watch Arsenal fan TV no. content but I was I had a, a barrage of tweets and what have you off people right. contacting me about these things because exactly that and yeah. it's a, I don't it's, it's, it, maybe it's you know it's, it's not easy for me to ignore I can't ignore stuff like that but exactly what you're saying there who, who, who would you contact mm. on the flip yeah. on the flip side of that who would you contact and look, I don't want to get this away I don't want to like let's not deflect the question because you know and, you, and use this as an example for me to poke, poke a, go, a, a big meter or whatever yeah. because just to get back to it you know there is a I think there, there should be a certain degree of responsibility to what we do you know and there's things where we've made mistakes um, and people have contacted and gone you know look lads what you've done what you've done there is not on and I've got and yeah. you go Christ, okay, you know, I, you know, I, I love learning. I, love, I, I kind of yeah. love being wrong yeah. in, in regards of, you know, I love being proved yeah. wrong because someone's taught me something, you know, and if, someone, if something happens and I go, you know what, I've not considered it from that perspective. Yeah. So I, I, I did a Channel 4 documentary a couple of years ago and it was about this leaked list of words that Liverpool stewards were supposed to be watching out for in the stands. So essentially a, a list of banned words from Anfield that could lead you to be ejected and what have you. What? And, um, so, so, so stewards are given a list of words... And if they hear a guy in seat five, row six, going, that was the that was like the the general right. the general wow. gist, and it, it fed into it was a lot of this was the post Luis Suarez stuff, and it fed into this notion of you know there's just words that and there's actions and stuff that don't belong in football. I think we can all agree. I think we all know what those was are broadly. But this is the thing, what? and but it, what some of them got into it. And some of the words, and I, again because I, I, I it. it Basically, a panel of us sat down to debate what the what these words and whether they, and your initial reaction is to go, oh come on, you just you just it's the gentrification of football and political correctness gone mad. But then when you hear, I heard I heard one someone made a point about one that affected the LGBT LBGT community, and I and 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 I, I'd not considered it from that angle before because it wasn't something in my so in my social sphere or from experience. Yeah. And once I heard that, I was like. You know, yeah, fine. Uh, yeah. Great. I, 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 you know that I, I totally, it totally changes my yeah. standpoint, and that's the that, that's the thing about um, about these kind of things. But we, I believe, we have done. You can make mistakes, but you've got to you've got to actively move with them. And I would trust that because everyone I, I work within the, the fan media, by and large, are all good, solid people yeah. who are just trying to make the way, and no one goes out of their way to be to be. Uh, wrong or to offend yeah. deliberately or, or whatever. Yeah. So I would I would like to believe that fan media, on the whole, in some respects, is actually quite good at self-governing to some to some extent. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a tough one, isn't it? I, I think you're right. Look, there's a when you look at certain organisations or big organisations that have been around for years, they've 
they've got lots of different people doing lots of different jobs you know they might have offices worldwide and I think that our whole thing you know Robbie you, you've been around seven years the longest fan channel mm-hmm. West Ham Fan TV might have just been a couple of years Jack might have been a few years Robbie just might have been a few years and it's like it's it's hard to hit a content schedule mm. it's hard to for me to find an hour's time to sit down with Flav and do this every week yeah. let alone be there for every single thing that your club's yeah. talking about and that your audience is potentially being interested in ne- so, so I, I think it's a I'm not making excuses for, yeah. for the medium, but I think that it's a, this is new, people are evolving, it's difficult to get the videos turned around and done. You know, whenever you put up a video, people go, the fucking audio shit, so-and-so's done, is that framed right? You know, you get, you, because it's difficult to get content out at scale and fulfil your other duties in life, yeah. let alone to, to be, per- be perfect. But I think that that's the key thing, yeah. is that when people uh, respond you're of a state of mind where you're going to go let me think about that actually yet and learn and I think that's the key bit is to learn and to evolve because this is still very early this is still the first half Mm -hmm. of this industry of YouTube it's still been going for for, for 10 years or something like that exactly the next the next step on this I think for us and I think what we'll naturally have is more is, is social responsibility and it's about what you can what you can do to positively shape the world around you with the influence that you 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 you've gained through doing what you do yeah. and, and we you know we've had some little bits of that in the past where we've done we, we we've done stuff for charity and we, we've raised, we've raised money for local for local charities and I think it's those kind of things they're the, they're the, that's the that's the the next step is to make sure and this is the Ball Street thing isn't it about leaving football a, a better place that and kind of stuff and that's it, yeah. that's tough that that's really tough but even just on a on a on a smaller scale you know you know if you can do something you can provide a platform and you can help you can just help make people's lives better which is weird because it originally started off as a bunch of lads just having a laugh talking for yeah. but if you can do that then great I mean it just is and I don't not to sit oh, on the back too much but you know there was a kid there was an autistic kid who, and his dad asked if he could be interviewed after the match and after the fact that one of his family members came up to me last week and said thanks very much uh, for letting him do that his confidence has gone through the roof after the, after the back of it and I was like great you know what I mean these are the kind of, these are the kind of things that we're in it for from my know? perspective nah because it will be on we've got, we've got to finish we need to finish we would use that film Jesus, 40 minutes quick. ago yeah it's nearly, nearly an hour just quickly on, on this thing, I, I, my perspective, I don't own a, a video fan channel, right? I, own a, I do a podcast and we produce a, fan, a blog and a fanzine, so probably less exposure, but definitely less exposure on us. But I just, I don't really care about what, if I, I don't want to offend people for, on the level of race. I don't want to offend them because of, it's sexist or about their sexual yeah. uh, boundary. I understand the social contract that I've entered yeah. by being alive and wanting to be a part. <laughs> by being alive. I want to be a functioning part of society. So I'm never going to go out and be and offend anyone. But I'm not afraid of offending people. And I'm not, I'm not overly bothered by people that are offended unnecessarily. Mm. And that's my position on, on these things. So you, you have a social responsibility to some degree. But you can't placate every single person who no. may be offended by something you say someone might be offended about me talking about Adam Dick just a minute ago yeah right but that's I was <laughs> that, that's your I mean that's, yeah, I know, that's I also it. my problem yeah because <laughs> because you're my boss but the uh, but, it, but also socially it's, it's, it's yeah. ultimately the person who's offended this issue in, in my opinion I think, I think it's about perspective in a way and I think it's difficult because the 
things that, that today we all look and go, that's out of order. So, for example, racism at the football. Mm. I know, now when I started going to the football back years ago, like, what, it must have been 1982, I think my uncle took me to my first game. There weren't many black faces or Asian faces in the crowd. It was very much a white working class sport. And there was, there was racism. You know, I remember hearing chants or hearing things and stuff like that would go on. Now, as a society, I think that, that we've evolved a lot in that kind of 20, 30 years. And, but it's, we, you, you see people now that, that maybe have learned and maybe have evolved now sitting and they're looking at things that are done in countries uh, like, like Russia and, and looking down on that because we're looking at that and going, how can you not, fuck, how can you be operating like this? Or, or the way that they've been uh, coming out and talking about uh, gay athletes Right now, people were very homophobic 20 years ago. Let's not forget that. So I actually think that there's a curve of evolution. Yeah. And I think that in certain places, especially in multicultural societies like we're lucky to be in in London, I think that and, and largely in the UK, but certainly more so in London, I think that you're lucky to be quite at the, at the forefront of that curve. Yeah. Now, I actually think... <laughs> Until everyone votes for Brexit. But, Trump. So, so <laughs> just let me stay on this. So, as, you, so as, as we're evolving, right, I think that actually the best thing that you you can do is rather than when you look back at someone that's done something that's wrong or that's done something that was maybe that you've learned or that your society has learned is rather than look at them and chastising them and coming down on them and throwing the fucking the bus at them is to actually to treat that with and, and educate and actually be open and tell people why because acting so hostile about what are you doing you can't do that which is what happens a lot of the time what does that bring out of the other yeah, person defensive. that brings out defensiveness so yeah. what you end up is them ingrained in their position rather than being open so I think that look, we're in a whole I think that society in 5, 10 years time maybe 20 years time will have got over this because actually it's the way that we approach a lot of topics of conversation is what yields the, the, the result and people's understanding from it it's and show I, don't tell basically you know what I mean that's, yeah. that's the point you tell, you tell people what they can and can't do and exactly that you, yeah. you, get, a, you get a backlash mm -hmm. whereas if you can demonstrate a better way and you can demonstrate, you know, a, a, a more pleasant way, exactly yeah. a more inclusive way of doing yeah. things. Yeah, because look, and I'll say it, and I'll say it on here, I remember as a very young kid being at a Huddersfield match and people were, were shouting stuff out and I remember shouting out something racist, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I, the game was going on, this guy had fouled someone and I shouted something out and my uncle, and I'm glad he did to this day, my uncle grabbed me like that and, and my uncle, a big lad, like, he grabbed me and so he says, he says, if you ever, if I ever hear anything like that coming out of your fucking mouth again, I will never take you to the fucking football and I won't speak to you again. Yeah. And I remember I was shook, like yeah. I was like terrified. And from that, it actually made me kind of question. And rather than looking around, and because in the football, there's a lot of blokes around and people have a laugh, and you kind of you end up doing what people do, right? And, and I remember doing that. But fortunately, mm. I had someone there that was able to tell me, look, that's not fucking right. And that kind of made me a, a look at, and, and I guess be curious about that in a very diff different way. So I'm lucky that I had someone that was like that rather than someone that was going, yeah, well done. You know and that's I mean? when you get when you get people that actually don't have that person. Yeah. Like that. I had a very similar thing with my, my mum. She didn't remember about the back of the neck, but I said something when I was very young, about five or six, and she sat down and said, why would you say something like that? And then you, you kind of learn from that, posi that position. Yeah. But imagine if your dad was like, yeah, go on, son. 
Go on. That from that yeah. level reinforces it and completes yeah. it. Um, all right. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to leave you here, boys. I need to get prepped for my stuff. But all right. Well, that, pleasure. Thank do you, you like boxing? Much, everyone. Love it. Love the stuff. Do you? Love boxing <laughs> and get punched in the face. Yeah. Well, that's well, it's a good time for you to leave then. Yeah. <laughs> right, cheers, mate. Thank you. Are we. Uh... Yeah. We're gonna do. Um, uh, yeah. We're gonna. Um, we're gonna do. So let's uh, let's do your top five. Okay. So we've got we we can't spend as long long okay. this as we wanted to. Oh yeah but yeah yeah yeah. The, the um, top five boxers of all time. I'm Saturday. You're going to say Tyson, aren't you? So we're, hang on. In a reaction to the Joshua. I've and... got my top five. Have you? Yeah, I've done it. I've done it in reverse order because thanks everyone for doing it. I enjoyed looking at a lot of the uh, rap, hip hop talk, and what people liked, and there was a few good ones in there that we'd missed. Mm. Um, so I've got my five in reverse order. If you want it, I do. I want it. Number five. And he beat out Kirtland Lang and Miguel Cotto. And I just I used to love Kirtland Lang at the time because right. he was a bit different and progressive. And Cotto, I just like how he how he throws down. He's amazing. He is amazing. So, but five is Pacquiao, and I was Pacquiao rather than Mayweather. At number four, Ricky Hatton, because Why? he was a legend. And I I went to Vegas to watch Ricky Hatton fight, and for for a while, like I thought that. I, I, he just fell so short and I feel so gutted about that but I loved the man and, and I think that he gave Britain a lot of great times great player um, at number three um, was the guy that I used to I, I, I grew up in a great era of middleweight and British boxing so some good heavyweight shit going on but the middleweight division with like Eubank and, uh-huh. and Nigel Benn and it's, so it's Nigel Benn he yeah. was my guy the Dark Destroyer at number two Iron Mike Tyson I know you love Tyson, don't you? I love Tyson. Uh, again, I grew up watching Tyson, and it was just the fucking coolest thing. He was wearing all black. He'd say these mean things at the end. Did he, did he not... Because I, I never actually saw a live fight with Tyson. I was a little bit too young. But did he Did he used to walk out without ring music? Or is that true? I think he did walk out without ring music, And, yeah. and he just had black, black shorts, black, black, black boots, yeah, and red red gloves, and that was it, no ring... That is the yeah. gulliest thing I've ever heard. It's like, I ain't playing your game, I'm going in there to kill exactly. a man. Exactly, and that was what the, the whole... The, their premise was, they said, you can beat people before they get in the ring, and that's what they did. Yeah. He would come in and he'd say these bad things at the end of the fight, yeah. which would... Uh, all about intimidation, so actually when it came to it, people were getting in there, they were thinking, fuck, man, this guy... I want to fight this guy, look at him, yeah. Yeah. They're all there it's with their silver jewel, you know, their kind of sequin shirts and that lot. And there's this bad guy from the ghetto that used to just knock people out. It was he amazing. Was, he was sick. But he's not my number one. I know. <laughs> Do you want to know what my number one is? Go on. Conor McGregor. <laughs> Conor McGregor. Any boxing fan will be going, ow, oh, so, I'm so angry. Conor McGregor, he's got his boxing license. He's going to, I hope he fights. Um, he's got uh, Floyd Mayweather and like I said on this podcast Flav I think that the rules are wrong I don't think that if they fought fair. on the street if they fought in yeah. a octagon there's only one winner jo- Joanna Juncek would beat Floyd Mayweather yeah. in, a, in an MMA fight or yeah. in a street fight yeah. because he's he don't know what happens if you pull into the floor yeah. but Conor McGregor if, if they fought Floyd Mayweather with with MMA gloves, light gloves, yeah. that would be the interesting fight. But that isn't fight. what's going to happen. Fair. I know, and which is which is crazy because Mayweather's not brave enough to get in no. in in the octagon. No, which and it's not it's not about him not being brave. It's just it's a sensible thing. Don't get in with a killer, <laughs> right? Don't yeah. get in, you don't get in the sea with uh, the shark swimming around. I mean, ju- just to be oh, gone, uh, but Mayweather, but but to, to do twelve rounds, Queensbury rules against yeah. the best fighter on earth is crazy. Yeah, he, he, I mean. 
So you would be mad to think that, that Conor McGregor could win that fight. Maybe we should agree to do it, do it in the octagon afterwards and just to see two exhibitions. Just, yeah, maybe. Yeah, about, last, how long would you think it the, the thing is, I mean, you watch the Hatton fight, Mayweather versus Hatton, yeah. and what Mayweather is just so good at doing is hiding, he's coming out of the way, he's kind of clinching at the right times and just kind of wrapping up. For Conor, I just can't see that he spent so long in the clinch as an MMA fighter that to all of a sudden be in the clinch as a boxer against someone that's so clever uh, at actually being at making themselves unhittable and the way that the referee's positioning is in that fight compared to what it is in, in the octagon mm. I just think that Floyd's just going to be a different level of the game where Connor's just going to find it quite frustrating trying to hit him there, 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 there is, there's, I, I can't think of another boxer on earth that can get near Mayweather really so, exactly. so, so it's, it's such a disagreement I want McGregor to go in there after a couple of rounds get frustrated and just fly and knee kick him <laughs> that, oh, is that a real, that is that a real cool. thing if we actually did they were just doing it and then he just kind of he did some reverse like fucking roundhouse wheel kick and just like knocked Floyd out and then was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> no and it's I'm the greatest <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be amazing oh my god that's Conor McGregor please let that happen <laughs> and then he gets banned for life from boxing but, but so what amazing please <laughs> let that happen so that who's yours go on uh, I, I've got I, I'd say a couple of them a couple of I don't know a top five. My, my favourite one, and this is not going to help many people, but if you love... There's, people go into boxing because they ultimately they like seeing two men beat the shit out of each other. There's something very uh, Neanderthal and, and basic about the human needs, especially men, to watch two men do it. But um, there was one guy, two guys I loved. His name's Augustus, Emmanuel Augustus, okay. who fought Mayweather, actually. Yeah. Uh, lost about 53 fights, won about 60, fought loads. Um, he was just my favourite he was entertainment personified um, he would dance around the ring right. um, go on YouTube and check him out okay. he was amazing second favourite is uh, Pernell Wicketer I was going to say uh, you, you were mentioning when we, when we had uh, MVP on the podcast you were uh, talking about him he's amazing he, he would, he could, he's the only fighter to win a round without throwing a punch right. so that shows you how good defensively he was um I'm struggling then, to, to work out what that looked like, but I need to. Is it, that's on YouTube, is it? It's on YouTube. Go and check it out. Okay, he I'm didn't right. throw a punch, but he was so good evading a punch that you couldn't give the geezer another round. You okay. couldn't give the geezer a round. Um, and it goes against the principle of boxing. Um, and and then my other favourites are, are George Groves. Currently, I absolutely love him. Really? Yeah, love him. Love wow. him to bits. Uh, Did you not think it was a little bit embarrassing? You know when they were, they were fighting Frotch and the hand table thing and that? Because I, I watched a little bit of the build up for that, and I ended up just thinking, I don't want Frotch to win. You know, like the thing over the table, and he he sort of like they went to shake hands, and he pulled him a little bit. It was a bit like, hey. and yeah. then Frotch just like pulled him over and was like, yeah, mate, I'll <laughs> right up. Um, I quite enjoyed. Yeah, it. I uh, yeah, I loved Frotch as well. I still do um, but I, for some reason you know you'd gravitate towards certain fighters yeah. I love Groves has never been in a boring fight yeah. in his entire life um, let's let's wrap there then because I, I think that they want to shoot the social club don't they what's funny you can shit about social club hmm? you can just shit about that I know it's going to be interesting yeah. Uh, yeah if you want to watch the social club uh, you go on youtube.com forward slash bull street we'll be on there and we will be with you next week won't we Matt Yes. For more great podcasting. Oh, yeah. Okay. See you at the farm. Oh, see you at the farm. <laughs> <laughs>
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.